0: you know yung na, nila normally when they're out in the world, gets to school, mm. you know, after school, punta kayo Hampton, after school, <laughs> you, go, you go to the mall or you kinda hang out in friends' houses, right? That, that's a mm. now, but...
1: Episode ten, Al. We finally reached the end of our season. Season one. Uh, when we started this, I think it was really part of our goals to reach ten episodes. Because <laughs> I remember you're telling a story. Na, parang most most podcast, parang seven episodes now. <laughs> then they, yeah. So uh, I saw by. that
2: the average uh length of a podcast. Uh, it's life is seven episodes so like if we kind of overtake if we overtake the seven episodes we kind of you know go up into the upper echelon of podcasts
1: yeah so <laughs> we're in the top yeah. few percent and for our season finale so we're expanding our circle somewhat <laughs> to another guest that uh, we've always been his field is something that we've been curious about and um what he covers is something I think a big aspect to most millennials nowadays, no, and even I think um, Gen Zs and the younger people. So, since that's our demographic, so major serious on a serious note, who's our uh, guest today?
2: <laughs> so, um, today's guest is a he's a part-time lecturer at Ateneo. and he's um a licensed psychologist and he's the director for personal management in gray matters, and he's um I think everyone. Knows him as the bassist of Ars this, <laughs> So, Rock. Rock yeah, we have a very special guest for the finale of season one. And it's um J.R. Ilagan, also known, or more commonly known as Idol. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Only
2: so, to hello. you. Yeah. You're my idols
0: too. Congrats on the 10th episode. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for joining, Thanks for joining us. us yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. I was excited <laughs> when I got the invite, honestly. <laughs>
1: He also yeah, writes so like, for Rappler, pala. I so I saw a couple of articles, Yeah, yeah. That, good. that was Super around good.
0: this time last year, I'd yeah. say. Well, of mga April to May, yeah. April to June last year when the pandemic was fresh.
1: After that, actually, the articles for the pandemic. Yeah, yeah that's that was, that was kind of the idea.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> that's, what and that, that's why like, we are interested. We
1: know interest. we, yeah. we also I also want to, I talked to Alden, and wanted to get you as well because, parang very timely siya and. Supposedly, the pandemic was supposed to be over by this time. <laughs> but we extended way off our initial thoughts. So, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. But Before we go into the articles, um, like is it okay if we talk to you a little bit about your role? Because I think, I guess now that people really focus on mental health, people kind of get, um, people start confused. talking about it more. and um, But then people use the jargon very loosely. So, I guess it would be nice to it just, you know, for the 18,000 listeners that we have. <laughs> um, After this like, 20k <laughs> yeah, of course. All of your Spotify listeners, you're gonna move and listen here also. That's a- yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what is it um what does your role like as a, a psychologist entail? And like yeah, could you like enlighten us on um, what like the main responsibilities that you have are?
0: Yeah, sure, sure. So I think in order to kind of get this conversation flowing it's also important to maybe look at the similar similar professions para lang may differentiation ng So I'm a clinical psychologist. What that means is I mostly do psychotherapy and counseling. Uh, that involves talk therapy, and there are different modes of talk therapy. But personally, you know, as a licensed psychologist, I prefer to use evidence-based techniques. So the kind of counseling and therapy that we do, the kind of talking that I do have with my clients is actually based on, you know, trials. And it really involves, I would say, like very quickly, kind of, well, one, trying to understand what might be going on, why particular people have maybe specific and sometimes maladaptive thinking patterns, behaviors, emotional regulation. So what we do as psychologists when we're doing counseling is trying to see okay saan nanggagaling to ano mga pwede natin gawin? and well i guess the first step to all of that is really just listening so professional listeners okay. i would say is what a psychologist is in terms of psychotherapy and counseling pero on top of that as a clinical psychologist i personally also do assessment so when people hear the term assessment, siguring nila is diagnosis. And as much as part naman talaga ng profession, hindi naman yun ng parang pinaka main point ng assessment. It involves gathering a lot of data through sources, interviews, tests, observations, and then, yeah, maybe coming up with a clinical impression that might include the diagnosis. But I would say, more importantly, we don't look at the diagnosis or the label per se but try to understand, okay, this is person A right now. What transpired in the past? Uh, What is happening now? I mean, environment that's contributing to the state that that person is in, in terms of mental health. And then moving forward, what are the things that we can do? Not just Mm. me and the person, but there are also recommendations for the family. What can the family do? Huge part, I would say, we even include school, pag mga you know, students yun. But it's a work, kung open naman yung work. So it it does try to take into consideration a lot of environmental factors and see, okay, isan tayo pwede mag-intervene? So more than just diagnosing or figuring it out, it's also forward thinking to say, okay, what are we going to do now? So yun, I would, and then we have different professions, psychiatrists, you Know we normally get interchanged, but we're totally different mm. fields, so
1: okay, that was our next question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: so I was thinking because a lot of people do ask yeah, yeah. that psychiatrists are medical doctors, so for them to mm. become a psychiatrist, dumadan sila sa college, med, tapos, after taking the boards and passing, they take their residency in psychiatry. A lot of psychiatrists normally have a pharmacological approach, which mm. means na, you know, they use medicine. They also take into consideration of the environment, of course. So, the kind of intervention that they give are like, okay, take these meds, try to add exercise, see if you can get out of this. It's, it's kind of you know a guide along mm-hmm. with medication on how to do that. And some of them also engage in talk therapy. Naman, pero the clear, I guess, delineation is the assessment part. Mm-hmm. So psychologists assess. Um, psychiatrists provide medicine, sometimes to talk therapy, not, not as often. That That is a personal preference. But they are eligible to do that. So, yeah, in the ideal situation, psychiatrists and psychologists do work together when it comes to helping a client, actually, especially when medication is necessary.
1: Okay, so there are times where you'd refer, if you, you'd have a patient or someone... You'd refer them to a psychiatrist as well? or Yeah,
0: and mm-hmm. vice versa actually. We have, for is a Grey Matters, mm-hmm. uh, that's a clinic that, that I'm a part of. Meron din mga psych- mm-hmm. so, yun, we also have psychiatrists. So we sometimes manage cases together. Because a lot of times that, that would be the I- ideal when it comes to very intense or
1: extreme cases. so since you said like psychiatrists are the ones who who'd actually parang um give medicine no so they're the ones know. so for you what parang you are you're, a licensed psychologist what does the license permit you to do
0: okay so it permits me to do therapy mm-hmm. and psychological assessment so to be able to say that i am engaging in talk therapy with a client then I would have to be a licensed psychologist to do that. Also, for me to sign on those psychological reports that are the mm. products of the assessment, kailangan rin license uh, Honestly, majority area yun minsan kasi we have sometimes coaches who may not yeah. necessarily be licensed, but they do a very similar thing. And so, yeah, as much as I guess it is written on in the law, na parang ito yung ma- pweding lang Psychologists.
1: There are times that, you know, there are loopholes as well. So, ayan. Okay, so, I guess that's the most would cover. I think the scope and the differences. Cause I think most of the most of us. I think, especially me, parang I get confused on what a psychologist versus a psychiatrist is.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: I feel like people kind of use it like interchangeably. Actually, just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the normal person. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's true, that's true. Because, uh, I mean, as much as I guess mental health is a conversation that's a lot more open now,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, like, this is, I would say, a specific of it that isn't mm-hmm. necessarily made known. Mm-hmm. Pero yun, yun, yun yung main difference, I would say. You know, they're medical doctors, so that is really their background.
1: Like, and then, when 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 are you supposed to go kunyari, to a psychologist versus a psychiatrist?
0: Mm-hmm. So, the way that that would work is sometimes, you know, some people do experience mental health issues, okay. but issues don't necessarily mean na merong clinical psychopath- mm. psychopathology, which is basically, you know, like a, a diagnosed mental health problem. Um, so sometimes yung mga everyday, not everyday problems, but you know, stressful events or build up, then. Psychologists normally do therapy with those people. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, some the cases that might involve very intense suicidal ideation, you know, there have been attempts of uh, suicide. There are, are hallucinations, maybe delu- delusions. Uh, the difference between the two is hallucinations are either auditory or visual st- mm-hmm. I mean, stimuli yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. are not objectively there. And then... Delusions are patterns of thinking that are very pervasive that you believe is true. I think a very good example of this is a beautiful mind. Of course, this is a very severe mm. case. But he sees people there. Those yeah, are yeah. hallucinations. But if you notice, there are thinking patterns like, the, I, forget, I forget, but there's like a government agency out to get them. So those mm. are thoughts. Those mm. are delusions. Na man. So when those are very intense and then very severe, then normally... Medication is Would prescribed it, no? by a psychiatrist, but mm-hmm. sometimes those thoughts are still there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, nawala lang yung intensity, pero nandulprinning effects. For example, with suicidal ideation, nandulprinning effects of like, wala hung I'm worthless. And so, what, what happens there is maybe the intensity will stop, but the overall kind of effect and feeling is still there. And that's when the top therapy will come into play. So as I mentioned a while ago, no, it would be ideal in many cases now work working work. together in psychiatrists and psychologists because you can think of the medication as being able to stabilize to a certain extent so that all of these very extreme symptoms are no longer experienced. Per the distress that still comes with having experienced that or still having similar thought patterns but just not as intense or to be able to learn how to cope for example, now that those things are gone, which could have been, you know, distracting from having to deal with the distress, that's when the counseling and therapy comes into play. I, I hope that made sense. <laughs> Super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah.
1: Sorry, so like, helps,
2: for yeah. us as like, uh, so for people, like, how do we, know, how are we able to tell the difference, like, if you just, if you're sad or if you're actually like sliding into depression, and what um, should someone do? Just like, I mean, because, I mean, not everyone can really see what's going on in your head. So yeah. you might be, have to flag it yourself. So for people, what do you think are the things that they should do or what, they, what should they look out for?
0: Yeah, uh, I, I've, been th- I've been talking a lot about thinking patterns now. And I think those are important to look at. So when we talk about, since we're on the topic of depression, I would like to kind of focus on two types of depression. We have one thing called major depressive disorder, and another called persistent depressive disorder. So, anipinakayabnet ng dalawa. Major depressive disorder. Sobrang intense yung mga symptoms. So, ano yung mga symptoms ng depression: feelings of worthlessness, uh, low mood. Uh, you can even see like changes in sleeping patterns and eating patterns. No motivation, numbness, or extreme despair, hopelessness so yung major depressive disorder sobrang lala ng nafiliyun na mga tao when they have major depressive disorder but this is normally episodic which means it could last okay. between mm-hmm. I, if I'm not mistaken I think it's two weeks to one month more or less they're episodes tapos like, oh okay I, I'm back on I'm back on the groove and so mm-hmm. if there's a pattern like that now on off on off that could be you know depression not not necessarily but it could be with persistent depressive disorder, on the other hand, sabihin natin mga one year, naramdaman mo na yung same symptoms, but maybe not as intense. Mm-hmm. Pero halos never siya nawala. It was there for majority of the time for a year. Then that might be, you know, also depression. And yes, you know, both of you were right when you said na ano yung nitong sadness, parang similar sila. When we talk about depression, there are normally three facets of it the thinking the emotions and also the behaviors thinking like i talked about it you will have a lot of negative self-talk what is negative self-talk it's like shit you suck you're useless you're gonna fail at everything and we hear this a lot in our head Mm -hmm. so that would be the thinking side another thing of the thinking side might look something uh Or might sound something like, "There's no hope," you know, or "I'm just a speck of dust in this universe, so nothing's going to come of me. I might as well just kill myself." What's the point? There are, yeah, there are these kinds of thoughts. Emotions can be the numbness or the intense sadness and despair, and then with behavior, we will see you not getting out of bed, um, no motivation, and of course we can't necessarily say these are blanket statements, but these are normally indicators. And to differentiate, I guess, depression from sadness is, yeah, you know, and we have to kind of see if a lot of these are there as opposed to sadness. And on top of that, we din tayo ng trigger. I mean, normal naman maging sad. For example, in a pandemic, it's normal to feel kind of shitty right now because, I mean, we are in a shitty situation. And so... It can, yes, like triggers can lead to depression, but it also helps to check like, yeah, I mean, is it normal to be sad right now? Do you have those pervasive thought patterns, right? Are you able to cope with it? Or does it kind of resonate in your head and in your body like the whole day? So those are normally ways to kind of differentiate, I would say. It's not like black or white yeah. talaga. And, mm-hmm. and that's going back to what we're talking about. say that's why assessment is important. Because it allows for a more holistic kind of perspective na anong nangyayari dito.
2: Nice. <laughs> so, I guess I, I kind of feel like sometimes for people, there's still a stigma, especially mm-hmm. with the older generation.
0: Definitely,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah but, but, I, I,
0: yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Inamot, tanga
1: ng sinong? But it's yeah. malulogot, parang ang ganda-ganda ng buhay. yes, so, yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: Those yeah.
2: words,
1: yes, th- so, those things. Exactly. So dismissive.
2: Yeah, or inom, inom lang.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And I mean, go, going to that, I like, I like what
0: you said, Brian. Apparently, it's very dismissive, and sometimes we'll notice na, well, maybe yeah, we'll probably notice it with ourselves. Yeah. Na people around us say this. The adults in our life said this to yeah. us growing up. So, minsan we notice ourselves saying this to ourselves also. Now, Like, mm. let's say, I don't know, you were late for... Or you did bad at work. Mm. Sometimes your internal voice be like, Yo, you suck. Mm. Or like, wala kang And like, oh, you're sad. You shouldn't be sad. That's just work. Dapat alam mo na yun. We sometimes say that to ourselves. And, you know, people that may not necessarily be riddled with a lot of mental health issues mm-hmm. will be able to cope with that. How they can tell themselves, like... No, actually, you know, uh, previous performances, no man, you're competent. Hmm. Right? Or maybe find an alternate way of coping. Like, yeah, I feel like shit. So maybe I deserve to kind of take a break right now. But when those thoughts of like, Oh, you shouldn't do that, you know, you dismiss yourself, you invalidate yourself, that can often lead to you know, thinking patterns that are very self deprecating. Which but again, like it
1: would compound. Like,
0: Yes. because parang ka na din eh. You're, you're, yeah. you're used to hearing that. You're used to saying that to yourself. So, yeah. That can contribute a lot also. Going back to depression, that could actually mm. be a trigger na events that constantly kind of bring that kind of thinking up about again.
1: Yeah. so I remember in like, you know, from the older generation would say dapat marunong ka magdala. Whatever that means, di ba? Parang marun magdala na problema. Yeah. So I guess it's 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 an older generation. Yeah. <laughs> and What are you thinking?
0: You know, it's it's very ironic because, you know, we as like people normally say we would rather have that our, child's, our children live in a better world than us. Mm-hmm. Di ba? Tapos yun, parang mas chill na yung buhay mo. Di ba? Tapos sa subihin ng parent mo, alam mo nang panahon ko, parang kinahay ko yun, but ikaw hindi mo kaya. And then your head, you're like, what the fuck? I mean, like, this should be the goal of parents na we have it better. And yet, you're giving a shit. Like, it's yeah. very, Yun yeah, And that is very invalidating. And I can lead to a thought pattern that, hey, I shouldn't be sad. I should toughen up. Mm, and
1: true.
0: we kind of crush away at the vulnerability mm-hmm. that we feel later on in life. And instead, just try to deflect it. But, Really, I would say, and on a lot of on a lot of occasions, it helps to kind of acknowledge that yeah, I'm sad. I do feel like shit. Um, instead of trying to dismiss ourselves, hmm. to at least allow ourselves to process that crappy feeling that we have.
2: I think because uh, what's what also is frustrating is the older people act like it never existed. Like to them, like oh, like none of us were getting depressed before. But like for me, like just uh, of course, just what I feel, I, it's not a professional opinion or anything. I just yeah, feel like yeah. we're getting smarter. Like yeah. now we're just putting more emphasis on real understanding our emotions yeah. and everything, yeah. and we put more respect in like in people like you. We understand mm-hmm. your importance more. But um, what do you think is the best way to be able to educate the older generation about it, especially for the people who feel like I I I feel like sometimes people go through it, but then they try to talk to their parents, they got shut down and it kinda of, they just hide it away in their brains instead yeah. of addressing it. Cause they got scared already because they got negative yeah. Like, reactions. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I mean like again, like no offense to older generations, but you will see a lot of dysfunctional people there. I mean they may be adapting well into society, but I mean eating n nila, diba? Mm. Like, it's like, yo, how the fuck did you get here? (laughs) You've been kind of a dick this whole time. (laughs) It makes you wonder. And it's like, you know, maybe if things were processed earlier on, you wouldn't be Mm. this mean or this rigid or this demanding or this critical. So, I mean, it's kind of evidence unto itself, Mm -hmm. I would say. But in terms of educating, I do think that it involves a more personal approach. Um, it will be very difficult when it comes to like, you know, maybe mass media as much as mm-hmm. it's helpful. And I would say that, you know, documentaries, the news, I mean, again, movies, mass media has been a very good way of talking about this. I mean, like you, in mm-hmm. the podcast scene, right? yeah. like it's becoming a topic, pero that's a very one way It's consumer. it's consuming particular mm-hmm. media. With certain people from older generations, it might have to be a bit personal, you know, to have an exchange of ideas. But to be honest, a lot of a lot of people are rigid. Now they have their own personal belief systems. And sometimes mental health awareness doesn't fit into it because, you know, during their time they didn't have it, or, you know, during their time they just stuck it up, you know. So it 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 can get, it is very challenging to be honest.
1: Just one, no? Just to expand on that, like, was there a surgeons? What? How? Parang where did the surgeons of con- being conscious of mental health become a thing? Parang we've noticed na parang it's it's big. Bec- people are starting to become more conscious. But what, what do you think was the trigger of that? Was it because they're really more? Millennials and Gen Zs now na parang it's starting to become it, people are starting to take notice or mm. is it just because like what Aldo said people are really just smarter and just put attention think, now to uh, the mental health.
0: Yeah, I think this is a trend that we see with a lot of movements. Naman these days, in. na you know the millennial generation actually kind of started speaking a, a lot speaking up against some of the things that were societal norms Mm -hmm. you know um for example the pride movement i mean as much as of course gen z is very loud about it right they have all of the means to be able to kind of bring it out you know to talk about it Uh, a lot of the movements that initially made noise i would say kind of started in our generation and I think mental health was one of them because it was a real experience that people were going through. On top of that, I would say currently, I think the Gen Z are making a lot of noise when it comes to mental health, because they do—they are currently living in a world that is scary, you know. And they're literally seeing—I mean, so so are we, right? But they're younger, yeah. so parang it's like hindi pa start yung mga buhay nila in terms of post-education. Yeah. There are Gen Zs entering the workforce, Nerd, you know. Yeah. But it, again, barely, it's a very young, there, yeah, yeah, lang. And so there's a lot of disillusionment also happening. That parang what's happening systemically is affecting me on an individual level. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm studying for all of this stuff. My K to twelve, panga. i paglabas ko naman sa job market, baka wala na yung mga, the stuff that I studied in school is not even necessarily needed.
1: Applicable,
0: yeah. yeah, or applicable. So. There's a lot of that, too. There is a, I would say there's a wider level, maybe, of disillusionment right now. And it comes with awareness. So, yeah, you know, um, talking about what Aldo was saying, um, yes, maybe we are, I wouldn't necessarily say smarter, but more aware. Might not
2: have been the best word, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Conscious.
1: <laughs> yes, conscious. I think because we learn
2: from the older generations. Uh, like, just the yeah. uh, knowledge bank gets bigger, I think. I think mm-hmm. that's what I meant. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And I would say what's important is that when we grow into the older age, mm-hmm. you know, as we're doing right now, we remain open-minded because things mm-hmm. are changing. And I think, you know, right now we do talk about Gen X and Boomer saying like, Oh no, no, no! Blah blah blah. But again, like they were, boomers were the hippies, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. they were the ones that also had that movement. Hmm. What possibly happens is that as they grow older, they stick to particular norms Hmm. in terms of thinking, in terms of behaving, and as much as they may have helped uproot a system, or at least cause some kind of change in that system, it stops in the idea of changing the system as opposed to being open to other Continuous, ways of continuing to change the system. And I feel that that's important. And I think it's open-mindedness that has allowed for a lot of these movements, including mental health, to kind of come into this scene.
1: Nice. At least you know, people are starting to become more conscious with it. Yeah. Solid. And it helps cause especially with the youth, no, with 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 the older, especially with kunyari, millennials with parents that are a little bit older, parang, it's, it's harder for them to approach someone or to yeah. open up.
0: Plus, you know, Filipino culture is also very prevalent. If we're talking in this context, yeah. you know, like we talk about how boomers say like or the older generation is always yo, kinaya ko yan. But yeah. that's also a very Filipino thing, you know, mm-hmm. patriarchal society, very machismo na parang kung magpahita ng emotion then you're weak.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So there is that extra layer pa. And as much as I love Filipino culture, there are aspects of it that can be toxic. Mm-hmm. I
1: think Which like is why
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, which is why with, with clients parang a big part of it is being able to set those boundaries between family and self. Mm-hmm. Now, we super love our families, pero, you know, they can carry over or they can really lead to some shitty experiences or shitty um, mental health issues.
1: Yeah, parang you always see stories of people saying, Tito mo yan, dapat mo yan Tita was the one who's bestows right? or Yeah, it's offensive whatever they're saying.
0: Yeah, and people model that. You know, mm-hmm. they'll be like, if you think about it from a cycle, like you know, if you try to analyze what's going on, even as a kid. Okay, so I'm a kid. I'm crying. My mom gets mad at me. I want to tell her I'm crying because of this. This isn't my mom at all. Eh? This is just a hypothetical example. Aldo, eh?
2: Don't tell your mom's nice. Yes, this
0: is a hypothetical <laughs> yeah. example. But let's just say that, you know, I'm a child, I'm crying, mm. and then I want to express my sadness mm. to my mom or to a parent. And that caregiver says, no, stop crying, you're not supposed to cry. You know? Or they, let's say, they discipline you, you get hit. And mm. how are you going to resolve conflict in the future? Mm. If someone is expressing themselves, you're sad, it makes sense now hey, you stop crying or like you kind of get aggressive because that's what you've learned. So it is a, it, it can be a slippery slope and it's hard sometimes to untangle all of that because we're ready to go.
1: So someone in the field, because we see this in the US, especially in, sh- in shows that we watch, it's common for them to talk to a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Here Here in the Philippines, is it since yun, yeah, the mentalities or the consciousness of it is growing in terms of mental health. Is there parang an increase in of kunyari for you, patients or? Um, yeah. Di- did you notice that?
0: I would actually say na <clears throat> the past few months have been the most I've ever seen mm-hmm. parang medyo dumoble almost yung clients go after ng okay we can just restart that. <laughs> I'm trying to think because... Uh, okay, it, it, was, it was it was fairly steady, you know, mm-hmm. like prior to the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, sobrang Kumonte. You know, and it makes sense because, you know, people are hit financially
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they can't afford the service. We did put out in the clinic like some free services also. Pero eventually it did pick up. And I think that this pandemic also play the role in spreading awareness. Mm-hmm. Cause if you think about it, a lot of us, even those that were maybe not necessarily in the political realm, you know, dabbling mm-hmm. into talking about politics prior mm-hmm. to the pandemic, it becomes a very real experience that what's happening in society is now affecting me on an individual level. At and the very most basic example that I'm stuck at home. And I can't do anything. I can't see my friends, which is a normally a huge way of coping with things. And you start to feel mm-hmm. all of these,
1: yeah.
0: like, you know, pent up emotions, maybe some weird thoughts too. And so it's like, oh shit, <laughs> my my Some people have actually said that, that, you know, this is the first time I experienced anything like this. And I wasn't even sure if, you know, it was a real thing, for example. So that that it did shed some light. Nah, you know what what happens in our surroundings can affect us.
2: It's really nice to hear that, like you, your clients doubled. That there's more people. <laughs> yeah, be, yeah.
1: It's not that yeah. we want people to be sick. <laughs> it's just of that course. I think
2: it's a good thing we're, because more people are they're, they're open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's very um, true. Um, I was curious, like, so with the clients, uh, um, without like specifying any details, usually how many times do you suggest that they meet with you just for it to have an effect? Or does it really vary from case
0: to case? It varies yeah. eh. Normally, I would ask for a minimum of like mm. four. Four or so. But that's just a minimum. I have some that I've been seeing for a year or two. You know, parang check-up-check-up na lang or pag may stress na nangyayari, you know, mag-uusap kami. But, it, I would say it varies, it really has to vary. And to kind of, I guess, give insight into that, the way that the process of therapy works is you normally begin with something called an intake interview. And what that is, you can think of it as data gathering. So you ask pretty much about like the person's thoughts, emotions, behaviors, different reasons that she, he or she is coming here, what is your school, a your work, yeah. And mga experiences at different points in life any family relationships friends so yeah it's like really the personal history of someone and after that cuz they normally identify their reason for wanting to see therapy naman in the beginning but after that we come up with therapy goals i make up i make it a point to make it collaborative Sige, usap tayo. Ano, what do you want to work on And so we come up with therapy goals, and from those therapy goals, you can kind of come up with an idea of
2: how long it might take. Is it, um, like, has has, has doing it online been a challenge for you? Or is it after, like, the first Growing Pains, is it just as effective?
0: Yeah, just as effective, I would say. It's different, but not less effective. But, um, I would say,, the, so when it comes to therapy, really one of the most important things is what you call the therapeutic relationship or rapport, basically. And so very important mm. part then um, rapport between therapist and client. So if there are people that are listening maybe they didn't necessarily have a good experience with you know the first psychologist that they met. you know it's, it's cool to check out people that you feel you might have a better fit with. And so, yeah, like that, that is really a big, a big part of this. So the therapeutic relationship, yeah, I would say, is developed differently online, right? Harder. But not necessarily harder, just, I guess, different cues. For example, yeah. like, I guess my clients can see that I have like, you know, some music stuff. That's not something I would have in the office, Mm -hmm. but it can become a talking point for them to talk about something. Sometimes clients will show their dogs or their drawings that they have at home. So that's not something that you would necessarily have at your disposal when you're in the clinic, but it still gives that level of depth. Of course, when you're in person though, there is, you know, being physically in the same room and talking is a different level of vulnerability, right? But your, your being online, stream,
1: yeah.
0: But being online also gives different kinds of way of queuing each other, um, expressing that vulnerability, so on and so forth.
2: So was it a conscious, uh, like decision to put the music stuff behind so that you could? have, like, a talking mm-hmm. point to the client.
0: No, 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 no. space So, <laughs> this
2: is the
0: <laughs> office slash <laughs> music room. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. I did For want to purpose. hang it because,
0: there's again, there's nowhere else to put it. Pero not a conscious decision
2: per se. Mm. Your wife is in the same field, right?
0: Yeah, she's also a psychologist. Yeah.
2: So, I'm sure that, that helps a lot you guys. Are, are you Do you guys, like, um compare notes and help each other out There is that, like, uh, no what? shops, not really yeah. what,
0: what, what's about the confidentiality clause yeah. actually sure, we can we can't state names yes, of course. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but then I mean aside from that like hey I kind of you know we kind of give each other ideas on how to approach cases mm-hmm. sometimes we might I guess you know read the same material online because the thing about therapy is you also kind of have to keep updated You know, there are different trends, different kinds of problems that people are experiencing. There are different modalities or techniques. And so, yeah, it it helps to keep updated. And we both kind of still try to keep ourselves. We still keep ourselves updated. So, yeah, it's it's good to have someone to kind of talk to about. It's great to have someone to talk to about that.
2: I read an article that. Uh, they're calling you guys a uh, psychology powerhouse. No. <laughs>
0: no man, I have okay. The editor put that. I had no idea that that was gonna be there, like, but then we both guested on a podcast, cause and, yeah. yeah, and for I guess you know makes a juicy headline. So like not <laughs> but I wouldn't say that's necessarily the case.
2: I'm curious. Like, so do you guys like not get mad at each other?
0: of course not we still do we still do siempre <laughs> sure. but yeah. i would say na there is a level we can of cut open that. communication yeah. No, it's okay there's a level okay. of open yeah. communication naman. so it's easy enough to hmm. of course there are still difficult times when there are arguments pero i mean alam namin what's important is of course acknowledge what the other person is feeling right so allow for that expression to occur on both ends and to still soothe each other even when we're maybe disagreeing on something. So, keeping that level of communication open that does help very much.
2: So I can imagine married. it must be super killing. <laughs> yeah, sometimes is,
0: yeah. or sometimes it's like, hey, wait, yeah. you're not validating me yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> validate muna. <Yeah. laughs> so... So, yeah, there's still that. So, I mean, of yeah. course, I mean, we're still a couple. There will still mm. be disagreements every now and then. But I feel that we're both able to, you know, talk about it, not keep it, which could eventually turn into resentment. Bang, it's it's out in the open, naman.
1: Speaking of marriage, do you do marriage counseling, Rin? Or is it really a completely different field in terms of. There are psychologists
0: that do marriage counseling, mm. yeah. Um, i have done a few couples therapy but mm. i wouldn't say it's necessarily what i focus on yeah but there is and well the truth is also with marriage counseling there are there's pastoral counseling mm. so a lot of well not a lot but a, a number of people that also encounter some marital issues do can get that through pastoral counseling but we do offer that service also
1: so yeah, like what Aldo mentioned, you see, you've you've written for Rappler. And I think one of the timely ones and applicable ones was the the one you did, yung dealing with the guilt of privilege. So before we talk about the Parang, the content itself, Parang, what brought about this article per se?
0: Okay, so actually my stint with Rappler started off because I do uh, I do know someone from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and when the pandemic hit, they were like, hey, we can need a psychologist to talk about empathy. So that's how it started, empathy. And then, so there are a couple of articles about empathy, how to express it. There's also about coping, because of course, uh, coping, grief, because of course, these were the, you know, the things that people immediately felt mm-hmm. once the pandemic hit. and. I guess the guilt of privilege kind of started coming out a little bit after in the sense that you know people with from privileged backgrounds started feeling that now you know i feel kind of bad right now you know i'm stuck at home but i shouldn't be feeling this way because i'm good you know we have money we have aircon we have enough food on the table and so if you notice, Brian, I really liked how you said dismissive, Kanina, because that's exactly what's happening here. It's a person dismissing what they're experiencing, mm-hmm. and as much as even if someone is coming from a more privileged standpoint, that doesn't necessarily mean na hindi nila. They
1: no, doesn't feel anything. About yeah,
0: it. or that doesn't nullify the experience of mm-hmm. the shitty pandemic and the government. So, in general, like that. A, a, a few friends were talking to me about it. Mm-hmm. Um, a few clients on top of originally when they were experiencing Lumabas pa to, and then new clients came in also feeling this way so I was like, it would make sense to kind of talk about this.
1: So, parang, w- what you're saying is that so, parang, the experiences of people, it kind of compounded on what they already been having or been going through
0: for for some yeah but for others parang, this was a totally this was a totally new experience so yun parang it was like ano I to, di ko to gets and normally the immediate response is i shouldn't be feeling this way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because i'm good but that causes a form of parang again dismissal towards the self that it just adds more distress so yeah and it was the
1: idea it was that idea that made me kind of want to write a little bit about that So it, so I guess the problem it, it, it doesn't necessarily be fundamental issue it's not anymore stuck along with those who can't afford and those who can you know, who have to make um, ends meet it's, it's already parang encompassing a whole it's a societal thing, na The pandemic is not anymore. just scientific. It's a social welfare issue, mm-hmm. na rin.
0: Yeah, definitely, I would say. And well, I mean, just like mental health, na hindi naman pini pili kung sino ang matatama. But the truth is, marginalized populations, such as those that are poor, men, uh, cultural, and Ooh racial minorities are at a higher risk naman talaga because they have more adverse experiences they may experience some form of discrimination um, they experience more stress especially those that are poor because they don't have the money to pay for their basic needs in fact if you look at the study you'll notice that those that fall within poverty spend over 50 percent of their income on money uh, on food mm-hmm. And, I mean, what does that mean? That means that they have less than half to pay for everything else. And when you kind of have to live on a survival mode for a very long time, then, of course, that would lead to more stress, cortisol in the body. And, yeah, like when you're at a more stressed disposition, you're at a higher risk for developing problems with mental health, too.
1: So what do you think, Ano? Parang, where does this guilt stem from? Is it because people are just stuck at home, or it's really, it's really because yung pandemic is such, a, is such a social issue that you can't simply ignore it, na. I
0: would say I would say it's both. One is well, first of all, of course, it is a social issue that people are being affected. So there's one, people are being affected right? And people are dying. People are getting sick. People are losing jobs. I'm here, okay, stuck at home. Um, I'm good, you know, I'm privileged, but I feel bad. Maybe I miss my friends. Maybe being stuck at home is really affecting my emotional state. So that's step one, step two. And then step three is, but I have all of these resources. I shouldn't be bad because there are people worse mm-hmm. off than me. And so I would say that's where the guilt of privilege is coming from. That people have it worse than me. I should be okay.
1: Which is that's is yeah. Parang typical mentality ng Filipino. Um, uh, when parang often people would say there are, or your parents would say, "Min, di Finish your food. Mm-hmm. It, it's something that stems from younger times, no? Parang, may we may mind in Africa, so we should not go there. But technically, naman, your, your leftovers won't be able to feed the people there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's, that's a very good observation, and that is what's happening again, like similar to what you we were talking about a while ago. These were a lot of the adult voices in our head, ah, in, our, in our childhood, that are now within our head. So yeah, you'll never forget. <laughs> and that's why <laughs> that's we try and that's why we have to learn to unlearn them. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, some people are able to do that on their own. You know, mm-hmm. they have enough positive experiences, maybe enough self assurance to kind of cope with it on their own. Other people might not. And the more it's left unchecked, then the stronger it can become.
2: No, I really like how, cause how like especially how you ended the article talking about empathy, mm-hmm. because um I really like how it's like um we can use it as a starting point for like taking social action and everything and channeling it. Yeah, yeah. So um like have you been able? Uh, do you have like examples of people who've been able to put this into practice, just so people have like a concrete image it's of what sure. could be like? Yeah.
0: Yeah, sure. So. Again I mean, the idea I guess in the article is that people experience this guilt of privilege because there are people that have it worse than them mm-hmm. therefore they shouldn't feel you know bad. Yep. But that's not true. Again as we spoke about it like everyone's personal experience someone is real to that person and that should be acknowledged that I'm stuck at home, I haven't seen my friends in so long that sucks right And you know you could s- sit with that and say yeah, it does suck. But oftentimes, other people might say, no, okay lang yun, dapat okay ka lang. And so, because we people might have a tendency to dismiss themselves, what happens is, yun, they start feeling guilty. So it's important to yun, come to terms with these limitations, that, I mean, that is right, I am in a limited capacity. I can only do so much. And, I mean, even if acknowledge also that even if there are people have that habit worse than me, and that's true, I mean, that doesn't mean that I can't feel bad. It's important to realize that emotions are a natural reaction. In fact, evolutionarily and biologically, you will see that emotions are elicited by external stimuli usually. And they're present in other animals too. So what does this mean? It's natural for us to experience emotions. And so just because we experience an emotion doesn't mean that, uh, you know, th- those that are quote-unquote negative have to be dismissed. I mean, that's happening for a reason. So at the very least, what we can try to do is see, okay, but i guilty, right? Or i sad, but i And then once you're able to do that, acknowledge, okay, this is why I feel guilty because people have it worse than me. Accept that, you know, I guess given who I am as an individual, I can only do so much, right? But, okay, if I do feel guilty, and it is coming from a particular place that I'm not helping, how can I do that? (laughs) Or how can I help? What can I try to do in terms of social action? And so, I guess one of the ways that this can be done, I would like to use maybe a friend of mine artists do this a lot actually now artists that may come from more privileged backgrounds you know they use their platform as a way of talking about certain issues mm-hmm. and wala among problema i mean there's nothing wrong with talking about the day to day you know love life fun experiences breakups family there's nothing wrong with that that's all part of the day to day experience but i mean so is politics so is what the government is doing right now wait no what they're not doing right now <laughs> you know so these are all part of the day-to-day experiences also and things that you know some artists would do is they talk about them they express it they try to create dialogue and then people that hear it whom also may have more influence try to meet with people here and there i mean it's Again, as I said a while ago, I guess acknowledge your limitations, Find what can you do and what might that spark? Mm-hmm. You know, that's one way of dealing with the guilt of privilege, not really using your privilege somehow.
1: Yeah. So, if people want to read more about this, they can check out your article in Rappler. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's called dealing with the guilt of privilege so it was posted last June 26 but I think it's still applicable Wait, June 26 2020 and with how the government's handling our pandemic no, it's extended so <laughs> it's still, the article is still relatively applicable to everyone no?
2: I don't think much has changed anyway since last year it's mm. more or less the same here Yeah,
1: people yeah. are just going yeah. out more
2: yeah I also like the one that you wrote, The Worst Year Ever, Managing Your Anger. Um, I really like that one. And uh, the steps, uh, uh, that's something that I go back to once in a while. And yeah, because like, I feel like, uh, especially now, I guess people are a little more aware. We can identify our feelings a little better. And it's nice that you're able to put it out there for people. Like, I guess, like in a way, you're um, helping uh, you're helping people identify the feeling also. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, that is the idea behind it. Same with the guilt. But, uh, again, these emotions that we experience, sometimes you automatically label them as negative and positive. But again, building on that evolutionary school of thought, I mean, they are a part of us and we feel certain ways because of certain stimuli things that trigger it. And so feeling something isn't necessarily bad. You know, it's not bad. It happens. We all feel ways because of certain triggers. But there is a difference on acting on it or not mm-hmm. acting on it. And so really, that's why it really helps to try to identify nararamdaman ko, bakit ko to You know, and that is, I would say, one of the initial steps talaga towards self-awareness because once we've figured out why we're feeling a particular way, it places us at the point where we can decide what we want to do instead of just acting on how we feel. So emotions you can think of are kind of like uh, information, okay? It's giving us pre-verbal information about a particular situation. It's up to us, though, to make sense of that emotion, instead of maybe purely acting on it.
2: Yeah. So, it's really nice that you you do this, just, like, in general. Because I think it really helps a lot of people. And I'm sure, like, a lot of people are curious of how they can be like you. So, like, (laughs) <laughs> what is the uh, <laughs> like? Don't just quickly, could it. you <laughs> t- talk t- talk us, talk to us about the journey? Like, what did you take mm-hmm. in college? What is the decision behind it? Like, why did mm-hmm. you want to do this?
0: Yeah, sure, see guys. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what what I took up actually, I went a fairly traditional route in the sense. that psych was my undergrad. Mm-hmm. Though I took BS psych because I thought I was going to go to medicine. Okay, Okay. my parents wanted to have a doctor. You know, Asian dream. (laughs) uh, They wanted me to be a doctor. That didn't turn out. Um, I eventually decided to take my master's in psychology. Mm -hmm. And now to become a licensed psychologist, there's a board exam, and the minimum is master's. Mm -hmm. Okay, and there are four particular subjects that have to be in that master's in psychology program. And those four classes are... Abnormal psychology, personality psychology, counseling, and assessment. So those are like, parang you have to have a master's in psychology or a related field, and these four subjects are included in that program. Once you take the boards, you can practice na So that's like, I guess, yeah, a very suscent way of kind of talking about yeah. how to get masters and boards.
2: Yeah. Are you a lot are there a lot of people in the industry now? Danes. Like, I would it, say. Are there more at least now, like not today versus ten years ago? Yeah, you think?
0: definitely. Yeah. Pero I mean sobrang konti pa rin. Um the problem also is na the regulatory commission of the Philippines PRC Philippine yeah. Regulatory Commission for the past two years, walaaming boards. Oh no, so there are a lot of people that are kind of waiting, you know, they want to practice, na, but because yeah. of the pandemic, they haven't been able to get the license. So, for the past two years, we've been at the same number of mm. psychologists, and I would say there may be around 1,400 in the Philippines.
2: No way. Wow. Yeah. So that, that ratio is so bad. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs>
0: shit. So there's 1,400 psychologists in the Philippines, and I could be wrong because yeah. you know I'm not a psychiatrist. Yeah. But I think there are even less than a thousand psychiatrists in the Philippines. Oh no. So yeah, sobrang sobrang kante. So join us. <laughs>
2: Do okay. oh, um does your undergrad need to be BS or AB psych? So. No. As no, long as you take the masters.
0: Yeah, my wife was actually uh, Comtech. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, Ateneo also. Yeah, and Ateneo. Yeah. Then, the thing is, mm. if you're not, if you're not a site grad, you just have to take a few more courses in, in, say, when you, when you reach masters.
1: Mm. <clears throat> for me, additional requirement to get the mass to apply for masters in Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. Okay. Or like, because we talked to uh we mentioned that we talked to mm. Doc Jan yes uh last week about yes. new doctor uh being a doctor. Is and the pan he said that the pandemic actually attracted more people into the field. Has this been an an effect to um your field as well or honestly
0: I, I, I wouldn't know per se because mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with the admission numbers to the masteral programs, but this is—I would say this is purely anecdotal evidence, mm-hmm. so don't don't take my word for it. Yeah. But at least in Ateneo, even prior to the pandemic, mm-hmm. there were more people entering our master's programs na as compared to maybe mm-hmm. when I started, which was seven. I started twenty thirteen, so eight years ago. Yeah, oh. so there were a lot, there were more people entering. Talaga. Um, as compared to when I when I came in, so I would say that maybe the yes the pand- I don't know about the pandemic, but just the trend of awareness is increasing the the number of people interested in this field.
1: Uh, okay, sorry, uh, just to, uh, know. as a psychologist, because we right now we we have a batch of kids that were born in the pandemic and in the early ages of being a kid you you need that social interaction even with other kids so para eventually they would grow up to be introverts or um, i don't know socially awkward people do you think um as a psychologist how do you see this or how do you see the future especially young especially the younger kids now or the kids uh, that were born during this time
0: i would say well of course para indi not predict per se mm-hmm. but I mean, when it comes to uh, extroversion versus introversion, there are also biological or hereditary factors to it. So we refer to it in the younger years as temperament. I mean, you might have like, you know, like dogs have temperament, but there's some that are more malamping than others. Mm -hmm. And people are are the same. You know, some people are born more geared towards interacting versus others. And I mean, during the infant to toddler years, like zero to two normally interaction naman talaga. At first, is with the parents, hmm. right? Uh, the caregivers. Between two and four, it's normally with the environment. So, the ba, pag or naglalakad na yung baby, you notice them probably, like, exploring everything, you know, yung mga sulok dun sa, sa bahay, under the table, all of that stuff. So, they're interacting with the environment. So, I would say, maybe it's the preschool kids because this is normally the hmm. the... Introduction into the social world,
1: mm-hmm, yeah.
0: and those that are probably should have entered preschool maybe last year might might be have might be having difficulty. I mean that that is very true. Though once the pandemic is over, parent those unmet needs. There may be an opportunity, naman, to catch kind up. of yeah catch up. I would say a lot of people that are suffering now are teens because by the time that you reach teen years, I mean. High school, daba. Right? this mm-hmm. is like socialization galore.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? So, what happens here is that actually the most important peer group turns from being the family to friends. Mm-hmm. And now, you're stuck as a family. And when you're a teen, you know, it's it's normal to a certain extent You kind of hate your family to a certain <laughs> extent because that's, that's part of the development. You're developing mm-hmm. your own identity. And normally you develop your identity in the context of friends. And yunning nawa mga teens. So I would say that they're the ones that may be having difficulty, especially the ones that are more extroverted. Mm-hmm. The I mean it's it's definitely not the same, but a lot of them are coping by interacting online. It's not the same, like I, I totally acknowledge that. But again, paran. As we said, like acknowledge our limitations, the limitations is the pandemic, I mean, this is what can be done given the context. And hopefully people are given the opportunity to socialize after.
2: I can imagine and if listen yeah. up,
0: you know, let your kids socialize after this. Yeah, <laughs> it's important for their development.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine not having all of the a lot of the experiences from like high school and college that we remember were out of the classroom just hanging out with friends, just being yeah. deprived of that. Yeah. Must yeah.
0: And man. those are huge those are milestones. Yeah. So it sucks. It really does. It sucks for them. And I mean honestly, I would say they are also very I wouldn't say I I don't know if you could like statistically they're the most affected pero grabe talaga yung effect nito
2: sa kanila Um so for the people who have to deal with um like you have people from this generation in your household or you 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 know people like that how do you suggest that we um what's the best way to like practice empathy with them or should we make certain adjustments or how for do you teens? think we can help yeah.
0: Teens, I would say, give them space. Yes. Like right now. Like, <laughs> you know, the only reason school is fun is because you see your friends. <laughs> right? Now you take away the friends and you put school in the computer. Parang. It's like, fuck, I don't want to go here. <laughs> right? Yeah, so, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I mean, allow for the socialization to happen. I mean, of course, I, I really do understand and see that it's important to have maybe house rules, you know, mm-hmm. dinner together. Um, maybe I don't know. On weekends, maybe we can spend an X amount of hours as a family, and that, that's totally fine. Pero for the kids, especially if they're performing, naman in school, parang allow them to ex- to express that level of autonomy and independence. Because yung know, nila normally when they're out in the world, gets to school, mm. you know, after school. Punta Kayo Hampton, After school, <laughs> you go you go to the mall or you kinda yeah, hang out in friends' houses, right? That that's yeah, stripped yeah. now, but they can still maybe experience a level of autonomy by allowing them and respecting those boundaries too.
2: That is space. Okay. I think even with people our age actually, no brand. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I agree. Yeah. And I mean the, the idea of respecting boundaries, the Man it comes with, I mean, there's an implicit acknowledgement kasi, there mm. that, okay, you're going through something, or not maybe going through something, but you kind of have your own life, mm. you know? And so, live that. But, I mean, at the same time, if you are living in the same house with the parents, parang, there there may be some house rules to take into consideration. So, it should be a negotiation. Mm. It shouldn't just be maybe the parent dictating, oh, I do computer. Or the kids saying never come into my room. But I guess it would be ideal that there's a level of negotiation between the two. But the problem is, I would say is that you know sometimes parents don't necessarily respect their kids' decisions because parents. they know better, you know, because they're older. And again, that's kind of a cultural thing that ideally we could address or kind of, I would even say fix.
1: Yeah, yung, the turn you na pagdaanan
0: yeah. Which in itself is already invalidating. Because it's like, oh, it's hard to tell my story. And then, suddenly, I'm going to go into your life. But that's not point. And yeah. so, now, I'm not going to open up the kids to I'm like, oh, I'm just going to hear another one of mom's yeah. stories. I just want to talk about my own shit, you know. So, yeah. Lots of things.
1: <laughs> wow. What a hefty topic.
2: <laughs> yeah. I did a lot.
1: I did, so... So that's why I enjoy these podcasts. We really learn a lot from it. It's yes. fun, dudes. Yeah. I enjoy <laughs> <laughs> Are you just on the last last on our ano, checklist? <laughs> Go down. If one are you open to sharing a story? You know, something nah interesting. Not necessarily about a patient or or as an as your experience as a psychologist na parang good anecdote to share mm. with us. Sige, sige.
0: I cut for a bit because I'll think Languna.
2: Yeah. But <laughs> like something like interesting about the field that you
0: you didn't like, know. only
2: discovered because you got into it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm. Also, yeah it, it can be a patient it can be a client story you know, Like
2: mm-hmm.
0: super general. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So I guess like one of the stories that I'd like to share. It's not necessarily pandemic related. In fact it's not. This was a client before the pandemic. But since we've been on the topic of kind of, you know, Filipino culture, I did have a client. This is probably, you know, a very familiar story to people Oops. our age. <laughs> now, you know, na, living with the parents and yeah. having to follow like the parents' rules super, right? Yeah. And so this particular client came in super meek, you know, like literally very quiet, didn't want to talk, Didn't really hold her head up high. And the problem was, you know, she was our age, pretty much. Your age, actually, I'm Mm -hmm. older than you. Your age. And she was working now, right? But then, sobrang strict parents, yung tipong, if hindi pa siya nakatext na naalis siya ng office, tatawag sila. Or kung gusto niya lumabas after ng office, di sila papayag. Yung ganon. So, like, super, like, strict. Mm -hmm. Basically, just really strict Filipino parents, you know? The huge. So, uh, what what happened here was, of course, we talked about a lot what was going on, what were some of the thinking patterns, but like behaviorally, it was like, let's try maybe not to reply, or kung na anxious kang don sa parents mo texting, mo sila. text mo sila ng five pa lang na I will be home at seven, because mm. what. The parents and I do totally blame them. But these parents, for example, they were saying something like, "You know, porque hindi siya text ng six na alis the office." Galit na sila. And of course, when your parents are mad, you get stressed. So it's like, hmm. okay, one thing that we can do is maybe either one not reply, which I guess we did try for a while to kind of learn how to experience that, ang- you know, that scared, the, the,
1: anxiousness, the, the yeah. fear,
0: yeah, and also seeing later on that ah, going to or also, kind of taking the initiative. And so, eventually, you know, that was kind of the first boundary that was set. Eventually, they stopped asking, actually. So, mm-hmm. that was one boundary that was set. But then, when she would get home, still, you know, super stressed, um, they would always be like, Why are you in your job? Lit lang kita, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You could be doing better, you know, all that critical shit that parents can say to their child. And so, Eventually she decided to move out. And that was something that she really wanted to do, but she was super scared because her parents, you know, as much as sometimes parents can be very critical, they can also be very lumping. And this is what creates that utang of na parents shit. Yeah. I can't leave them. And it was clear that she was in distress because she was living in that house, which was honestly quite toxic. Pero once we kind of learned we, we worked on assertion right she was able to assert herself she moved out the next session is after she moved out sobrang get up yeah sobrang confident and then yeah nawala yung anxiety yeah initially it was anxiety and those self-critical thoughts but once we were able to put that boundary between the parents and realize that you know the thoughts that repeat in our heads are some are kind of, reminiscent of our parents' voices and learn how to challenge them. You know? Eventually, it's okay. So that does show that environment and what's happening around plays a huge role. And I guess that, that's something that I wanted to point out. Yes, there are people that might have tendencies or dispositions towards mental health because of maybe hereditary things. Pero environment plays a huge role. And sometimes when therapy, what we do is we kind of just help get through a really difficult environment and learn how to get out of that and develop the coping skills necessary para ako kung stress ulit ako or ulit ako, I have these things available to me to cope with it properly. So yeah, environment plays a huge role. So if somebody tells you that Maybe you know their houses, where the family is toxic. Uh, the environment can be toxic, or the home environment is kind of shitty. It it will probably explain a lot of why that person is experiencing distress.
1: Childhood trauma can be traced back to the parents. <laughs>
0: yeah, not not always. I, I want to put a blank another <laughs> <laughs> blank, but. Maybe the adults in our lives, you mm. know, those with authority in our lives. It could be a teacher, you know. Mm. <laughs> it could be a teacher. Yeah. It can be a coach. It can be a mentor. It could be a boss. You know, it could be an older brother, atito, atita. But especially when we're kids and we're vulnerable to, like, internalizing certain voices, the adults play a huge role, what they say.
1: Family, because it's, like, the closest environment we have. Mm.
0: And it's also the first one that we're mm. exposed to. Yeah.
2: I think it's something nice to hear, also because, like, I guess most of our listeners are within the millennial age bracket, and we're kind of s- slowly transitioning. I think we'll see over the next ten years, people will be, most of us will be moving out of our houses, then everyone will be starting their families and establishing their own environments for it's their own children. Thing.
1: I mean, most of us are getting married, I mean, some, <laughs> some palang pala. not most.
2: Yeah, but a lot don't have kids yet, though. So yeah. it's something that we're still kind of you still have a blank slate so we're able to set the environment that mm. our families yeah. will be in, no?
0: And again, like, I guess for people that might be planning on having families yeah. to recognize yeah. ano yung sa family that but because, you know, that's sometimes what yeah. the parents will say, like, yeah, I was, extreme <laughs> cases, no one in particular. I was hit when I was a kid. And then you're thinking, like, Ang na, ganda mo bayan ng bata. Gagawin 'yon. Like but again, sometimes we tend to forget, we become rigid with certain norms and na, na nakakalimutan natin kung ano talaga'ng nagiging effect nitong mga stuff.
1: I guess that's it, no. We have to realize yung what we experience and grow from it.
0: And acknowledge, yeah. Yeah, knowledge. First steps talaga, I would say.
2: Being aware about it.
0: No? Yeah. And yeah. Maybe, yeah, and after that, that comes the parallel learning how to counter it, how to cope with it. And sometimes it's not easy. It, oftentimes it's not easy because these, again, these patterns we've been doing for like 25 plus years, right? So in fact, like our brain, there's something called neuroplasticity. It's basically our brain is malleable, mm-hmm. or, uh, it's most malleable at a younger age. So even the ways that we think, you know, th- those are certain neural patterns being developed. You know, um, if we think very emotionally, if very strong in the gigging emotional response is nothing because of things that have happened in the past, our brain is <clears throat> almost, I guess, wired to that in a certain extent. Pero, even like right now, mid to late 20s, our brain is still malleable, maybe a little less, which is why it does require practice naman talaga. Now, we can't expect ourselves just because we're conscious of it. Na, okay, I can deal with all of this. It, it takes practice because we're not used to behaving or thinking in this way that we're trying to get out of.
1: Okay. I guess we're okay. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you have some closing remarks. like for Do people you want to plug anything else? Or you're the shy to approach a psychologist?
2: Oh, there's, yeah, yeah. There's, What's the best way to,
1: like, there's still a stigma? I mean, for I think yeah. in mm-hmm. terms of mm-hmm. Philippines,
0: yeah. Um, I would say, you know, for those that might want to seek out mental health services, if you don't want to maybe shell out money yet, there are crises line, but again, these are for crises. So, come sovereign intents, you can call the NCMH crisis line. This is National Center of Mental Health Crisis Line. You can Google it. And you can also call the In Touch Crisis Line. So again, this is normally for sobering intents, maybe mm-hmm. your mga thoughts of wanting to harm yourself or do something. But for therapy, okay, so for, for those that might want to check out, you know, or try seeking out help from a mental health professional, you can check our Facebook out at Gray Matters Psychology and Consultancy Incorporated, or check out our portal, graymattersportal.ph where you could actually book a session straight out of. So you can choose, you just have to make an account, uh, choose a psychologist and choose a a schedule. And I would say if this is your first time, you could either book an intake interview to start the whole process or a brief consultation. This is a service that we offer. Now you can talk to a professional for 30 minutes, parang QA. Q and A, kind of just try to understand a little bit what's going on, but it's not a substitute for therapy or counseling, but it really does, you know, if you want to just pick the brain of a psychologist about your personal experience, this might be where to start. So yeah, you know, I also just want to say that, especially now during the pandemic, it's very probable that you are experiencing some form of distress or anxiety or stress or sadness, and that's totally fine. So, I mean, don't beat yourself up for trying, for feeling bad, because, I mean, the truth is we are in an abnormal situation, Mm -hmm. so it's appropriate to feel the way that you are. If it becomes pervasive though, and hindi kayo makakope, then, yeah, please feel free to see a professional. I think that, you know, to at least kind of process everything that's going on might be helpful for you.
1: Let's, let's break the stigma of uh, the mental health. Yeah, def- definitely. And what I
2: really like about you, like, I guess what the industry is doing is really just making life better for people. And mm-hmm. sana, like, we can, the 1,000... 400 people can become like 14,000, eventually 140,000. Yeah. Sana,
0: more. sana. Yeah. Actually, every year, the words that take a lot of words. So I, I, that is a, a sign that people are becoming more interested in the field.
2: Hmm. Aside from Gray is there eh, anything else that you want to plug before we end?
0: Check out ours on Spotify. <laughs> A-R-S dot but honestly, the algorithm won't find it. So you have to type Kampana
2: R's. Okay, we'll link it. Ah, yeah. Or, yeah. It's, it's or, on my playlist. It would the yeah. there. Yeah. Or,
0: and you can also check out my solo project. Yeah. It's yeah. called Elag. Dot. It's just like Studio Ghibli-esque piano sounds. Mm.
2: It, it's so, really good. Yeah.
1: Pampatulog. So yeah, or, check uh, that
0: out. Yeah, Pampatulog talaga. So Pampatrabaho Pampa <laughs> But
2: a yeah, yeah. environment <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice okay we'll link right. it in the, in the description
1: also so ilag did. and ours. Yeah. yeah yeah thanks JR for joining <laughs> yeah, us yeah <laughs> salamat yeah. had a lot yeah. of fun yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah what's a good season finale for us no? our 10th episode